How do you create, develop, and cultivate leadership in your organization? Imagine what can happen when you have mission-minded leaders and enthusiastic team members who believe they can build business as a force for good. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lipper, the CEO at LCI Industries, and I welcome you to this edition of Built to Lead podcast. We are delighted to share the real-life experiences of others who have courageously stepped into the power of creating a culture that feels like family, a culture where every team member has a deep sense of purpose. Take what you hear today and be inspired to build a culture of caring, giving, and leading in your organization. Amazing things happen when you place people at the core of what you do every day. Welcome to this edition of Built to Lead. Welcome back to Built to Lead. This is Edgar Cabello, your host, one of the leadership directors here at Lippert. And today we are with Nicole Salt, our VP of Customer Experience here at Lippert. So welcome. Thank you, Edgar. So excited to be here with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so excited too, Nicole. Um, I I was just sharing with her moments ago how uh, I was fortunate enough to be in the room one time when she was kind of ex- uh, it was an experience, but when she was sharing with us kind of what CX is here at Lippert Customer Experience, um, and um, it was really captivating for me. You know, just. Um, j- just because, first of all, I'm interested in such things, okay, the whole marketing piece mm-hmm. and how we reach out and how we brand ourselves and what that means, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit later on, but um, but you're just such a great communicator, and man, did I appreciate that, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot right now, <laughs> but you got my attention that day. I appreciate it. You know, it's so funny for me to hear those kind of statements come back to me because I think about when I was a kid and there was two things that I thought, well, these two things are are things I will not do in my career or in my future. And it was math and public speaking. And I find myself doing both of those quite (laughs) regularly. So, uh, you know, never say never. I guess, you know, and (laughs) and you know what's cool about that is it's one of the things that we see people here at, at Lippert do, like they stick their neck out there. People that are really shy or people who have, you know, in a, a previous episode, somebody who had a speech impediment, like just how they worked on it and and they overcame some fear and, and then they kind of get the importance of good communication as it relates to leadership. Absolutely. Those are inspiring stories. They're great. Love it. <laughs> you just did it again. <laughs> All right. So um, let, let's talk leadership for a minute, okay? I mean, you're sure. in a key leadership position. You're vice president of customer experience, a growing part of our company. And so it's, let's just talk just about Nicole, the leader right now. Like, what, what does that mean exactly? Uh, or, or even unexactly or inexactly. Sure. What a loaded question, <laughs> yeah, right? right? I feel like, um, you know, you and I were really talking about this when we started that it's a journey. Mm. And so when you, you ask me what leadership is to me today, if you ask me tomorrow, I might give a different answer <laughs> yeah. because I've, you know, part of that journey of really discovering and uh, working alongside people that both you get along with great and maybe people that are very different from you. All of that really starts to impact and grow and solidify your leadership journey. So for me, I think one of the key pieces of of leadership in my journey has been making sure that I'm listening. Hmm more than I'm talking. And at times it can be a little easier to just outline and say everything that you're expecting because you're the leader and that's sort of what we think of in early in our journey, right? Of being a manager, perhaps more so than sure. a leader. Um, but really as I move through my journey, I understand very much it's more about the listening to and asking good questions, mm-hmm. right? And listening to those around you, mm-hmm. um, but also just really continuing to 
both be vulnerable and share your experiences along with um, continuing to invest in yourself and, and not really thinking, well, this is it. I've arrived. Yeah, that's good. So, I mean, you listening is is something critically important that I certainly acknowledge and have attempted to grow in. But what what do you? Because obviously, you're you're not just trying to do this for yourself. You're also trying to see this come alive in the teams, the people that you work with. And Absolutely. So how do you help them? Like what, when somebody says, like, "Oh, I want to be a better listener," how do you do that? Yeah, well, um, you know, sometimes it's a bit of watching and observing and giving them some feedback. I think the first part though is really making sure that they're open and asking them, Mm. are you open to receive this feedback? Are you open for me to share some critical, you know, pieces of feedback or whatever that is and making sure that you've really checked in on that first Mm -hmm. before you walk in and say, hey, I know you want to grow in listening, but all you did was talk. First saying, "Are, are you open? Are you ready for me? to share this with you, right? This is part of what you asked for. <laughs> and so I want to help come alongside. Yeah. I think that's so critically important. I, I do too. I, I've, I've discovered that too. You know, it's like the idea of, I think essentially what you're doing is asking permission. Yes. Like, has anyone ever told you no? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, but I have heard this and okay. I appreciate very much when they do this. Not right at this moment. Ah. I am ready, but I'm not sure that I can take that on. And okay. I hear that more often yeah. from the leaders who are a little more seasoned or who are a little bit more familiar or open and yeah. uh, you know prepared to hear some of that feedback or that critique. And they sort of, you know, again, you you sort of check your area, check your mind, check your body. Where am I at in this in this moment to make sure I'm really hearing it for what it is sure. for my benefit versus. I'm in trouble, or is there paperwork that comes with this feedback, right? That's not what we're looking for here. This right. is a growth journey for it, all of us. Yeah, and, and you know, it, and, and I can appreciate that response too, because I mean, not very often do we have people say, no, no, thank you very much. Right. Like, I really don't want to hear what you think <laughs> mm-hmm. about me as my leader. But, but not right now, I think that's a thoughtful response because maybe now isn't the best time. Right. And so demonstrating that care to, to like get your timing right, I think is, is everything. Absolutely. And I think that goes two ways, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes people will ask me, can you give me some feedback on X, Y, or Z? And I'll have to say to them, I might need to digest that for yeah. a moment, right? And kind of get yeah. myself in the right spot so that I can give you really productive yeah. feedback. Yeah. I, someone asked me not too long ago, they're just like, well, how can I support you? And I was like, I don't know right now. Mm-hmm. Let me give that some thought though. And, yes. and I'll come back and let you know if it's anything different than you know what we currently do in our relationship. But Absolutely. thanks for asking. So uh, Just asking that alone, yep. right? I feel so, I've been in that situation here recently where people have said, how can I support you? Yeah. And while I might not have an answer right away, yeah. it does allow me to take some time to go back. I'm an introvert, so I need to think about things first, yeah. but it gives me time to give a thoughtful response. Yeah. And I know how that makes me feel. And as a leader, I wanna make sure that I'm creating that sort of environment for other people as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's great, Nicole. What else about leadership? So listening, I'm, I'm hearing that loud and clear that that's a, maybe a real high priority for you and I couldn't agree more, but what else? So a long time ago, an old leader, or a leader that I had, he would say, trust but verify. Mm. And that's always stuck with me of trust that your team or your leaders or right those under your care, that they're going to do it mm. and check. 
mm-hmm. and make sure, right? Did they do it? Because that's the growth part. Yeah. Trusting them to do it. I know I feel really good when I'm trusted to complete a task or, you know, what's whatever is really set in front of me that allows people to grow in their confidence. But then when you check in, that's where the real uh, leadership comes in, in my opinion, as far as like, I saw you, you did that, this was great. Here's some ideas for when you do that next time. Mm -hmm. And that builds their, again, that confidence and builds their um, ability to keep going and keep sticking their neck out, right, on those opportunities because in leadership, we got to allow those chances for them to try and fail and try and succeed, right? We need to give them that safe space to do that. And I think for me, I'm always thankful of the times and the people in my career who have done that and allowed me that space to really kind of trial and error and discover for myself. So for me, it's so important to me to keep giving back in that kind of a space. So what I like about trust and verify, because we talk a lot about accountability here in this company, Mm -hmm. don't we? And probably everywhere. I don't don't think it's just us, right? But um, I I think what, what I hear in that is the accountability part is the verify piece. Yes. The trust part is probably the most important part of the equation. So let's talk about trust. Let's do. Because that's <laughs> it's a that's a little bit of a moving target for a lot of us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, trust is so critical for team play, right? That's part of our core values right. is team play with trust. That's right. Way easier said than done. Right? And Without you can question. you can break that in one swoop. Knowing or not knowing, right? Intending you. or unintended. I hear you. To do that, I've done and it before without knowing. Absolutely, and whether you, did, you know, especially if you did it unintentionally, yeah. while you feel that impact too, right? Yes. That's deep. That's not a, that's not a metric. That's not an action item. That's a, a daily yeah. practice of building trust. It's a game changer, isn't it? It is a game changer. So much really fawns on that. How do you know when? How do you know when your team's doing well in that regard? Like, how do you know when you're doing well? Oh, good question. That's a that's a good question. I think a lot of times I see the kind of conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. You can see that again that vulnerability yeah. that starts to open up, and that sort of goes two ways, right? Of you got to have trust before you can really crack that open and say, here's where I'm struggling, here's where I need help, or kind of back to where we started of, here's where I need some feedback. Yeah. That takes a lot of trust and vulnerability to start asking for that. Mm-hmm. So just being able to check in and understand there is no one way. Yeah. There's no one way. You almost have to feel your way through it, That's right. right? I don't yeah. really see there being a strong formula, no, um, sure. but boy, would love to know if there was one. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't think there's a formula either. I, I mean... You know, when I when I hear trust and then, like you said, you can kind of gauge it a bit by the conversations that mm-hmm. seem to become more natural, maybe even more importantly, that people are willing to enter into. Yes. And because there's risk in there. I oh, mean, definitely. And, you know, I mean, so you put yourself out there mm-hmm. and you, I, I got to have a high level of confidence, trust. Right. That this isn't going to cost me. Right. That it's not going to cost you. Absolutely. And again, that applies everywhere. That can be at home. That can be at work. And, you you know, as you start to crack that open a little bit more and extend that trust a little bit further, you know, there's some point where you got to stop looking behind your back to say, okay, are we okay now? Do do we trust each other? I haven't heard this come back to me or I... 
you know, that's uh, it's scary. It is. It's scary to open trust. And, and you know, we've we've also heard that you know it's it's hard to gain and it's really easy to lose. You bet. And um, I, I just don't know where that's not relevant. Mm-hmm. And I think we see it and hear it. So you, you know when your team's doing well, when the conversations seem to be more what? Yeah, they're more open. Uh, one thing I've noticed is when people try to hold things back mm. or not share or cover them up or, you know, in today's kind of collaborative digital workspace, I can see it there where it's, well, all these things are all private to me. Right? I'm not sharing this. I like to be open with my work. Here's what I'm thinking. Da, da, da. You yeah. can see me typing it yeah. Right as we're going. And, and I sort of see that as a judgment point of, of that's when a check-in is needed. Right? Hey, why, why are you holding this back? What, what are you afraid of? Where can we really open up and either get you some support because mm-hmm. maybe you don't feel confident mm-hmm. right, in your work or what it is you're presenting? Um, so can I lend a little bit of support or can I call in some other folks here uh, to really help you grow here? And yeah. maybe it's not me, right? Right? Maybe it is someone else who has a, a better skill set or a better connection point. Yeah. But for me, that's one of the things that I watch for and see as people really open up and kind of create that transparency. Sure. You know that they've got trust or they're looking to yeah. build trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really good. Because um, conversely, when those conversations aren't happening and that kind of that kind of collaboration, you can tell also. Absolutely, absolutely. You can see it on their face. Yeah. You can see it in the behavior. Right. It's almost tangible, yeah. right? Even if you're not physically together. Sure. And, and I think the fallout that we see every now and then, and that's when. I don't know, the meeting after the meeting takes yes. place, right? Like you and I circle up about like, can you believe that? When when in a, I would say in a healthy setting, perhaps when it's appropriate, that now's the time to speak up or at least mm-hmm. whoever you took issue with, like let that be the meeting after the meeting right. then, right? So, and I, and I, we do, we see, we still see that in our own company where people are, they struggle to extend trust and yeah. sometimes with really good reason because of some of the folks that are around them. And sometimes it's just a little bit of baggage of our own that we bring in, huh? Absolutely. And I think the important part is recognizing yeah. that, even if you don't know what to do with it. That's right. Right? Of really looking around to say, gosh, I, I struggle with this, or I struggle to open up, or I struggle to figure out how to get over that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right? great. That's tough. I, I love what you're saying right now. So like just for just a quick review. So we talked about listening. We would we would both agree and the, the high value on that. The trust and verify, mm-hmm. aka accountability is also something that really needs to happen in good leadership. Absolutely. And so so what else for you? Like what else registers when you think about yourself as the leader? What's really important to you? And what do you see as being a valuable way of, of staying solid on the leadership journey? Mm-hmm. I think the the maybe one of the last pieces I would really throw in there is transparency. Mm. Just being transparent when you can, because that's not always an option as a leader. Sure. Right. Sometimes there there are pieces of information that you do need to hold close to the vest, or that you do really need to um, keep keep tight. But when you can share and you can sort of let those guards down yep. and be transparent with people on your team to say, "Hey, this is coming. This is why." Right. Don't let this be a surprise. This is not scary. This is not bad. Right. Right. And being transparent because mm. if you don't open that up then those types of changes, notices, last minute meetings or emails or right, it can catch people off guard. Indeed. 
right? And then they start to create their own story. So when we can be transparent everywhere possible, it gives them, builds the trust, right? Mm Because they trust that, Mm -hmm. nope, my leader is looking out for me and they're going to let me know if there's something that that I need to look out for, yeah, right? And that's really through that transparency, again, every moment that you can. Right. And that's not airing everyone's dirty laundry by any means. Yeah. But man, sometimes it's just those little pieces of information that maybe as a leader you have access to and you take for granted, that when you don't have that, well, you feel that gap, sure. right? You really feel that missing piece there. Yeah. And so again, I just really encourage people that if you have some information and it's okay to share, yeah. Do so. Let right. them in on that, right? Yep. And they feel again so connected, yeah. and they're not worried. They're not making up their own story. Yeah. And I feel like that's the hardest thing to unsort or to sort through as a leader is when a storyline has been created, especially if it isn't true. Exactly. And it does. That happens out of silence when we don't yes. open up a little bit. People do script what's actually happening in their head, mm-hmm. and how often have we seen that be a big fail? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. I, I really like that. Um, so it's funny what you didn't say just now. Okay. I mean, you only referenced the idea of information one time, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. was kind of in the on, within the carriage of vulnerability. You didn't talk too much about just knowing your stuff and education and you know, a lot of things that honestly, when people are shooting resumes out, like that's what seems to have the glowing, the, that's what tends to be in the light, in the limelight there. Um, you didn't say those things. You were talking about some pretty human elements here. Mm-hmm. We're a leader every day mm-hmm. in some area of our life, right? And so that is just through, again, experience, being human, yeah. uh, and just recognizing that the world around you is everyone is unique and has a special skill set. And you might be able to leverage that. You might be leveraged for your skills as well. That doesn't come through education, right? Yeah. That comes through experience. Yeah, yeah. So you, you shared a uh, recently shared a podcast, and it just <laughs> what you just said reminded me of a little talking point right in the middle of it, where uh, the guy that was being interviewed said that leadership is really about helping people um, like release their gift or something along those lines, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. feeling good enough about what their environment is where they can actually put out their best self, their best work. Absolutely. Yeah. That I get so much reward. This is my favorite part about leadership is being able to tap in, uncover, or unleash like, what people's true great. skill set is, yeah. especially when they come in and say, this is what I do, yeah. or this is what I have always done. Yeah. And yet it doesn't quite align or you can see that fire isn't there mm. and then you can help transition their mind or their eyes or their yep. you know awareness to wow I am amazing at XYZ and now look you can be paid for it. Yeah. Right? I mean how amazing is that? I feel like that's our culture journey here yeah. is saying everybody matters, right. right? We want you to go home happy and healthy. Yeah. As a leader you have an opportunity in many areas to unleash that for people. Yeah. And sometimes that's letting them move on from your team as well. So I, I ask the, this question sometimes, it just goes fully in line with what you're talking about here. And I'll just ask somebody, maybe as I'm getting to know them, like, what are you good at? And you would not believe like the deer in the headlights look that I get <laughs> because people aren't used to talking about that and putting it out there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it's just a, I don't know, maybe they were slapped down for that at one point in time, you know? Sure. but like. When, when when you help me recognize what I'm good at 
and then turn me loose to do the thing that I feel, let's just say on a on a on a higher level called to do. Yes. Like if that's what I feel like I'm supposed to do with my life, that's hugely empowering. It's hugely empowering. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that gives me goosebumps as we're sitting here talking about it, because I know how that feels. Yeah. Right, even if I can't see that for myself, but then to be able to do that and share that gift with another person, right. I don't know what's more fulfilling. Yeah. Right? Sometimes we can do that with our kids, we can do that at work, but just seeing them get out there and fly and love it and succeed mm. at it. Mm-hmm. Wow, I, I don't know what greater gift there is than, it's, than it's watching cool. that unfold. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I hear you 100%. So, okay, I'm going to ask you then, what are you good at? Oh man, what am I good at? Well, um, I can first tell you what I'm not good at. (laughs) And that is doing what's always been done. Uh, That is what I am not good at. So, you know, conversely, what. It sounds like you have a strong distaste for that. Well, it's necessary, (laughs) right? It's an important piece. It is not what gets me up every day. Of course. Um, But what I am good at is really being able to say, well, this looks like a mess of of sticks here on this table, and I can find order and organization Mm. to it. And I can also figure out why that matters to you okay. and why you should care about that. Okay. So a little bit of my Myers-Briggs INTJ in oh, there wow. of, you know, future connector, but, you know, over time really honing in that skill and being able to understand how to apply that in a graceful way. Yeah. So I think for me, it is really just putting order to chaos yeah. and you can slice that up many ways, okay. whether it's organizing drawers in my, in my house or, or what I do, you know, really aligned in my role here today. That is something I know that I can, I strive there if I've put focus on it. Yeah. INTJ. INTJ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. So, so the I is, it stands for introvert, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that a moment ago. Leadership and being an introvert. Could you speak to that for a moment? Sure. Um, I think it's a little bit of a secret skill mm. when you're an introvert to be a leader because you go back to listening. Right. And so that is sort of our natural state as introverts is that we can be open and listen. Just because we're not speaking doesn't mean we're not involved and engaged. It's very much the other side of that, in my opinion. So what's scary to me and, you know, normally I find someone who is kind of my frickin frack, my yin Mm -hmm. and yang (laughs) of I'm terrified to have small talk. That is really hard for me, yeah. right? So in leadership, being an introvert, that's not typically small talk, yeah. right? That is true engagement and getting to know folks and yeah. just really spending the time. Yeah. So I think sort of introverts get a, a mislabel there when it is, well, I don't want to talk to people or I don't want to go anywhere. That's right. so not the case. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, so you can charge the hill. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be the loudest one up there, yeah. but um, I'm going to have to go home and hang out for a little bit by myself, right? <laughs> Afterwards, I'm going to need a, a little recharge there, but I'll be there. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I like that, you know. Um, it is. It's a it's a huge misunderstanding uh, yes. of personality and 
Um, so I, I really appreciate you speaking to that. You know, you, you mentioned this a little bit ago. Well, I guess when I was kind of punching through the things that you shared with us about like what you think in leadership, one of our corporate or company mentors was, and you mentioned the book, you know, Everybody Matters. Mm-hmm. And that's been something that's kind of been a light for us on our own journey. And Bob Chapman talks about truly human leadership. And and because honestly, it's great. It's it's a great it, it, it's a great phrase, if you will, for for what leadership actually is. Yes. I think we make it out to be a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, it really is like appealing to the uniqueness of every human being. Absolutely. And so that's been that's been helpful for us along the way. And so, and I think that's kind of what you described, and I that's what kind of rises to the surface for me because mm-hmm. you kind of left off all the. Uh, you know, the main talking points out of on somebody's resume. Cause like, how do you tell them the things like if somebody's looking for a job, how do, how do you know like what their real value system is and all those times it gets tricky, doesn't it? It is. It's tough. I mean, everybody puts their best face on in those yeah. scenarios. Right. Yeah. I know I, I do a lot of fretting. There's over gotta hiring. be a better way to do this. <laughs> there has to be a better way. I would love someone to share what that is because you don't know until you've yeah. spent time. Yeah. You know, because yeah. at the end of the day, we all we're, we're there in an interview for a, a situation that we need financially, or we need this in our life, right? Or we yeah. need this help to come on our team, and that gets you in the door. Yeah, it does. But that's not what makes you great at the yeah. end of the day, and that's not what will make you stay. Uh, it, there's a lot more there. There's the human element that yeah. really makes it special. That's really great. Um, thanks for sharing that. That's very telling, and I, I appreciate that. I, I guess oh, along with that, so in terms of like humans who have impacted you, Taka, you don't have to mention names if you don't want to, but you sure can give a shout out if you'd like. Who are some of the people that have had just a big impact on on Nicole's life? Uh, the first person who took a chance on me of putting me in my first leadership position. I'm not sure if I had any business to do that other than... I was the right person to get um, the broken things fixed mm-hmm. and organized. Okay. Can't say that I was a great leader in that spot, but Tony Chupp took a chance on me and said, hey, we want to we want to give you this little area to work in. And I was so thankful for him knowing that I was a very young person at the time. And again, probably had no business really being in that spot, had no training or really much exposure, but he saw something in me and gave me a chance. And I feel like that is something that has stuck with me and I apply very regularly, whether it's leadership or other things. If someone has a true passion about that or you can see where they could develop, right? You could see what that opportunity could look like in the future, giving them that opportunity to really try it out and find out for themselves. So I'm very thankful for Tony for yeah. doing that for you, me. You still kind of hear his voice in your ear a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Well, we, we shared an office for many years. And if you've been in the RV, you know this is kind of yeah. how they work. Right? How we, we, had a little, we had a little window in between our offices. <laughs> I'm and, solo right now. Somebody could be moving in yeah, on Monday. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we would we would always talk through our little window. And, and I learned a lot through my leadership journey with him. Yeah. Uh, another person that is very recent to me that has been wildly impactful uh, is Joe Thompson. And he's um, our current CMO. I've had the opportunity to work with him for about two years. and met him. The very first time I met him, I said, that guy, that guy I want to learn more about. I want to touch in with. And I really want to understand how is it that he's doing what he's doing. Um, Because the way he showed up the very first time I met him was so open and prepared and ready to go. And I thought... 
that's a person that I want to follow. What has he taught you? He's taught me to be brave and bold and to keep going. Hmm. Uh, I think what I see out of him that I haven't seen in many areas or really had the opportunity to do is really see the way he prepares and is very thoughtful about every piece and project that he approaches. He doesn't come into a meeting or a setting without having thought about something, written some notes down, like coming in prepared. Uh, I think a lot of us, especially if we're, you know, meeting doubt or we're on Teams calls or we're just sitting in conference rooms day after day, it's hard Mm. to do that. And yet it's so critically important to actually moving these initiatives forward, right? You need time to think and be creative. I don't know how he does it other than not sleep, but that guy has really shown me that it's possible and the impact that it does and creates when you do that consistently over time. I feel like he's really raised the bar for our teams, for our leaders and showing a way that, you know, you can show up strong and, and see the result of it. What's Joe good at? Oh man, Joe, Joe is a great listener. Um, I feel like he's a leader for me that he will ask me, how are you doing today, Nicole? Mm -hmm. And I don't have that a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate that from him. And I feel like with Joe, the thing that he's also really good at is that he's very trustworthy. And there have been times I've come to him really needing some difficult advice. And maybe it was a bit vulnerable Mm -hmm. to ask him for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's been really just open and transparent with me in terms of saying, you know, here's what I think and here's where I think you could be better. And he's just really dialed into that and not afraid to hear the the tough news, right? Give some, some solid feedback and just really be open to being on the journey and not holding that against you later. Yeah. And I've really appreciated that out of him. Um, and he's he's great at that. I know he's doing that for a lot of people outside of just myself. Yeah, yeah. A lot of safety in that. There is a lot of safety mm. and we need that. We sure do. Right, we need, it goes back to trust, yep. right? We, we need to have trust so that we can explore yeah. tough territory or unknown areas and, and able to continue to grow. And, and again, you know, I mentioned this, I think I mentioned this before. Goodness, maybe I didn't. <laughs> but like, I think creating environments where people can do their best work yeah. is, is so important. And, and how a lot of the you know, things that we would call psychological safety or things that we would call trust, and yet still making sure that the work gets done and yes. it gets done at a level of excellence that, mm-hmm. that we hold you know, to a, a, a high level, right? Or a high standard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes we need someone to hold us to the standard that they see in us, right? Because sometimes we get clouded in our own day to day or we have a bad day or we just struggle and maybe we can't see forward or, you know, whatever the scenario is, you need that person who is looking out for you, for your best interest, for, right, the the growth of the organization, the growth of your team, and importantly, the growth of yourself who's out there saying, hey, I know you can do better and, and this is you know, how I'm going to help you or just checking in, Yeah, you know, that's right. so big. Absolutely. But we, this came up in a conversation not long ago of the idea that sometimes when you're having maybe a more performance oriented conversation with somebody and in essence, what you're needing to convey is the job that they've been doing just isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you have those conversations with people? 
You know, I think those are the conversations that allow you to start figuring out what people are good at. Mm. Because a lot of times I'm finding when you have to have those conversations, it's maybe because they're in the wrong, on the wrong seat, right? Maybe they don't have the passion, they don't have the drive, they don't yep. have the desire to figure out how to be excellent at that. Perhaps their history said, well, yeah, you've done that a couple of times and it's worked out great, mm-hmm. but that doesn't equal passion. Yeah. Right, and so that's a lot of times when I'm approaching those conversations of, let's first talk about what do you do in your day to day that gets you excited? Yeah, that's right. This isn't about performance, this isn't a task list. What is it? And then on the flip side, what is it that you dread doing? Yeah. Right, and you can kind of back into a performance issue by starting to identify where their passion is and where it's not, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes that leads to more difficult conversations, it but can. also it can lead to new opportunities for, for sure. them to hone in on those areas, That's right, right, and really help them succeed. And essentially, if we can see that as you know, setting somebody free yes. to do their best work, right? Like oh, to, I love that to break out mm-hmm. of whatever it is that's encumbering them and they just kind of start to see some light again, I think that's really awesome. Absolutely. And, and sometimes we don't see that ourselves, <laughs> yeah. right? And you need somebody to open yeah. open that door for you and say, it's okay if you don't love to do yeah. metrics or yeah. you know Excel or, or being a leader sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes that's really hard and you yeah, want to take a step step away from that but just saying it's okay yeah all of that's okay yeah. there is not one right way here and it's also okay to have loved something that you did for a season of time and then fall out of love with that Amen. in the next season of your life right Amen. Absolutely. i mean maybe you've gone through that yourself oh i, I, have. I know i have Oh, I absolutely have. I do that perhaps more regularly. <laughs> um, and that's, you know, a bit of the the maintenancing there that I just don't, I don't find that joy in. Yeah. Um, but man, helping someone through that journey and being helped through that journey, that's powerful, yeah. right? That creates a lot of loyalty. And again, it takes that opportunity to be in a safe space to yep. say, I think I'm I'm done here, or right. I think I've lost my passion. Yeah, and I'm maybe I'm not sure what what's next. Right, exactly. that's really scary it's to way be scary. in. Yeah, it sure is. You know, and and to be able to help somebody sort through that to find what's next, I, I think that's when, when we in the work that I do with our leadership teams and with our leaders, I find most of the time that's where the ambiguity is. It's like mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. They might know maybe on an org chart what's next, but I, that doesn't necessarily tell the story for them. It doesn't. And it most certainly doesn't tell them tell the story in terms of how to get there. Mm-hmm. And and most of the coaching that I find myself involved in is helping people take a next step. And, and that next step may not be promotion. It might There might be a few things that are missing in between. But helping people take steps is incredibly important. Up is not the only direction. That's true, too. It's not the only direction, right? Like Sometimes that. it needs to be variety. Sometimes it's side to side. Sometimes yeah. you step back down to, to get clarity or, or to see differently, right? Up is not the only way. It's good. Who taught you that? Uh, you made that up. Wow. I think I just made that you up. You are the author of that. And uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those simply brilliant thoughts because I, I think, again, I've, I've known that, but like, I love that that you said that. I really do. Doesn't it relieve some pressure? Oh God! Right, there's so much pressure to think. Well, I have to keep growing, or I have to keep being promoted. And what if you don't want that? Right. It's okay to not want that or (laughs) have that. So I was talking to my sister. She lives out in Colorado and works for a pretty large organization out there. And she was just she had just gotten her 
or MBA and she's doing all these things and like, yeah, cause I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And this is what I'm, I'm really gunning for. I'm, and I'm listening to her. I'm like, I feel so like non-ambitious just <laughs> listening to you. Cause like, I love mm-hmm. my work. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for the next notch up. You know, I, I I'm like, what's wrong with me? And she's like, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. She's like, this is just where I'm at in my journey, you know? Right, right. And why do we have to compare ourselves, right? That's such a, that's a hard thing. I mean, I've definitely had to take, stop and take a look around and say, yeah, where do I want to grow? Where do I want to spread out in? Yeah. And, you know, continue to deepen my knowledge or understanding or whatever that is. Um, And then it doesn't just have to be that next step or keep striving at all times, right? Sometimes you got to stop and celebrate. For sure. And I think that's something I've been learning more through the last few years that it's okay to stop and celebrate. Yeah. I'm always thinking about what's next, of course, Uh but to not skip over. Mm -hmm. Those moments of, hey, we did it. Right. We're not going to stop, but let's also say, yeah. we did it and we did a great job. And here's what we're going to do next about, you know, wherever we maybe didn't do as well as we would That's like really to. Good. Up is not the only direction. Keeper, I like that. That's awesome. <clears throat> so, customer experience, customer experience at Lippert, like, why do you do this? Oh my gosh. Uh, this is my dream job. I look back and think to myself very regularly, how did I end up in customer service? I'm not sure. It was one of those things that where I was in a time, it was messy back when I started early in my career, not at Lippert. And I just found myself there. And I I think for me, why customer experience is so important and it's been part of my journey is it's that listening piece, yeah. listening and solving, right? And mm. so here at Lippert, I... I just think this is the place for us to really expand out and create definition around what customer experience is because there's so much trust. There's so much openness. I think what you and and the team have done on the journey of leadership development is not dissimilar to customer experience, right? We really take our leadership program and turn that inward. Mm. And I think I see customer experience as just taking that outward. Yeah. And maybe we apply that to product or services or um, process, right? But that journey is very similar of coming alongside people, listening, and then collaborating with them to create something better out of that experience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because we talk about the internal and the external customer Mm -hmm. here, you know, quite often because it's very real. And we even talk about that in, uh, I mean, all the way in in terms of like where the work gets done on the production line. Like if you touch product here, then that person who's next is your customer. Like what are you passing on to that person? Mm -hmm. So it's, Mm -hmm. it is, it's part of our vernacular and, and we're hoping more and more that that becomes a reality for everyone. Absolutely. And I think really combining that employee experience with the customer's experience, but that's where you get some magic and that is really, really tough to do. Uh, So we're really trying out different ways of, of seeing what could work, knowing that there is not one, there's not one equation. There's not one flow that you go through to really bring that together. So I'm so thankful so for so many of our partners, some of which you've had on this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, they've yeah. gone out and felt that mission with yeah, us yeah. and have really pushed jumped us. Jumped in. They have jumped in. Sometimes <laughs> they have said, uh, sorry, not sorry. We went ahead and did this already. <laughs> we showed up at a plant, right? We yeah. talked to the workers on um, the front line. We talked to people that were shipping boxes and we wanted to tell them yeah. about why we're so thankful 
for them yeah. and why their quality matters and why their time and attention matters because my family depends on that. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about creating purpose, right? Right. It, that Absolutely. is connected everywhere. And that's not just for us. Yeah. That's that's any organization. Right. So I'm excited to see us unfold that journey and see what comes out of that because I think it's going to be bigger than any of us can even dream or imagine yeah. today. Yeah, and it's helped me understand like how what we do in our facilities every day, like because I've heard it, I've talked to these folks, you know, mm-hmm. and how it impacts their lives and how important it is. And we've listened to those who've literally left everything, hit the road in an RV that we helped, you know, uh, in some way put together. Absolutely. And and the stories about like how it's changed their family dynamic and their children's education. And you could go on and on. 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 It's yeah. it's pretty phenomenal. It is. And we all have our hand in that. Yeah. But if we can't show and share and connect that story, right, we we might miss we might miss all of those moments or miss that understanding of how everything we do every day yeah. is impacting someone and they're right. trusting and they're relying on us to be ready for them, right? And yep. sort of help keep them safe and help keep them on their their journey. I mean, what an amazing opportunity we all have. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I mean, f- folks have probably figured this out by now, but I mean, that's partly what this podcast is about. Like we're, we're just uh, touching on different parts of the narrative where mm-hmm. um, there's a story to be told, you know, from yes. our leaders to our, some of our partners and influencers, and some of our customers, and e- even some of the people that we're working with through the academy, other businesses that are saying like, we, we want to get on this leadership and culture journey too. So it's just this big story that just seems to be developing and, and it's just kind of pushing out in all kinds of directions. Absolutely. We're making lives better everywhere, yeah. right? Just giving some exposure yeah. to these topics and again, sharing where it was tough and sharing where we overcame yeah. and right, giving people some encouragement there to yeah. say, you can do this too and your journey can be unique too. And and we're still on the journey, right? And we're still, you bet. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's real. So listen, what, what can we expect from CX team and from Nicole? And I, I don't know. I, there's a whole bunch of stuff I would love to talk to you about, but we won't, re, we won't capture all of that today. But like, what can we expect from CX in the, in the days to come? Wow. I wish we had more time to talk about all of those things. What I am really excited to show and see start to come live is, again, more of that um, employee experience and customer experience. We've got some great opportunities popping up around the organization um, that, again, that are really being pushed by our customers Mm -hmm. who are out there saying we want to get connected. So, again, just more connection in that. We're going to work on that more as we come forward Um, and creating more opportunities to run into one another, whether that is expanding our event presence, uh, expanding our digital platforms. We recently launched a new app called Lipper Communities, where you can get on and connect with RVers and boaters and automotive folks from across the organization and across the globe, quite frankly. So again, just shrinking that gap, we wanna keep showing here are the customers, but also, hey customers, Here's our team. Yeah. And they're human too. Right. Right. So we're going to focus everything we do on continuing to just shrink that gap because that is what's going to make the difference. Mm-hmm. Right. We hear, we've heard widening the moat for years yeah. in our organization. Yeah. And I think these are the things 
that keep making that moat wider and wider, and yet we've bring we've brought people closer together. Yeah, that's right. True. So we'll we'll continue to release different services and opportunities and events. Uh, we're really trying to expand over into the marine and our boater side. Mm. Um, so I'm very excited to okay. see what we can do there. You know, we've done a lot of good work on the RV side of the house, and I see that getting legs of its own, yeah. which is so exciting. Yeah, and you know, they're going to start creating the future there. So again, just keep getting out there and getting exposed. Uh, Jamie Schnur told us when we started CX, all I want is for you guys to be famous. <laughs> and we take that very seriously That's because we cool. know we got to get out there in front of folks to let them know yeah. and see Lippert's heart. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they can connect to, that's right? Great. That feels familiar. That's awesome. So uh, last thing, and then we'll wrap up here, okay? This has been fantastic. So other organizations that are out there that are listening in, just talk about what you've seen and what you've experienced in this in our context here at Lippert. Sure. Um, I see a lot of customers out there just a little unsure if it's okay to engage, mm. if it's okay to maybe post publicly a comment or an opinion or an answer. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to say to them, yeah, do it, do it, right? Be vulnerable, be transparent, show them who you are. Um, so I'm hoping that we're leading the way and showing that it's okay. I think there's just been a lot of sort of hesitancy around you know, the supply chain and making sure whose customer is whose and sure. understanding that here at Lipper, when we're on this journey, we're trying to make it better for everyone, mm -hmm. right? And so we're going to need to do that together. And we're going to do that in different ways that we think might help. But certainly that's not the only way. So keep reaching out, right? Whether it's through Leadership Academy or yeah. reaching out to, to your neighbor, your customer, or your sales guy, or whatever makes sense, right? Let's open up that conversation of how we can keep making things better for our end consumer. Because at the end of the day, that's how we're all getting our paychecks. Yeah, that's right. Right? And so we need we need that to exist to keep going. It, and it might as well be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. If it's not fun, you have done something wrong. That's right. You have done it wrong. So stop right there and that's start right. again. <laughs> that's right. That's good. Hey, Nicole, it's been fantastic. Just thanks for opening up and sharing with us today. And just so excited about what's in store for the uh, customer experience here at Lipper in the days to come. Thank you so much, Edgar. It's yeah. been fun. So I've been with Nicole Salt, our VP of Customer Experience at Lippert. What a great conversation we've had today about not just CX, but also leadership. And um, I, I love her comments on what she's seen here. And so if, if you want to take a closer look and you're just looking for someone to help guide you forward on your journey, please reach out to us at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. I'm Edgar Cabello, your host. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's Built to Lead episode. If you have a story to share or are interested in learning how you can be a business as a force for good, please visit us at www.lci1.com backslash academy. And please follow Lippert on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Incorporated.